What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the River Blast Podcast. I am Noah Hiles. He is... Alex Stump. And Alex... We are back, baby. It's good to be back, man. I missed you. How have you been? Oh, man. Well, except for the fact that I went, you know, thousand miles away. <laughs> then was told, no, go away. There's no more baseball here. That was a month ago. I... I it, oh, my God. I This just... This actually just dawned on me. I have been away from Florida longer than I was in Florida for spring training. You look like so, you look like the definition of quarantine right now. <laughs> well, the hair's not helping. The hair, the hair. You're wearing a robe. Yeah. We're on a Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, it took got, my T-shirt is uh, a Tybee Island uh, thing I got for like three dollars, like five years ago. I don't even know where Tybee Island is. I think North Carolina. Hey. I was there once. There you go. It was a beach. It was nice. So, Alex, it's been a while. The last time we spoke, sports were a thing. Um, and that makes me sad. people still remembered that the Houston Astros cheated. You know, like, times were simple. Like, I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day. I was like, I would pay so much money to go back to, like, when our biggest problems in life were Miles Garrett and the Houston Astros. You know? I'm old enough to remember when sports were played. <laughs> oh, you remember things, Noah? Remember stuff? Dude, I haven't watched one sporting event as a 25-year-old. That's sad. You're telling me. All right, so, Alex, <laughs> let's go back to uh, the good old days, a.k.a. a little bit over a month ago. Um when you were assigned your first ever spring training coverage. How was that? Take us through the process. Before we talk about the team, the Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, um, just talk, what's it like? I mean, I got to cover the All-Star game. We kind of talked about that. I'd, I'd say this is one-up. You one-up me here, as you tend to do. Uh, give me enough time. I one-up you, but you get there way before I do, so it evens out. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was... Interesting is unique. I hadn't been to spring training, you know, as as a fan, as a journalist. This is my first. This was my first first spring training, so I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, everyone's like, "Well, they work out. You get interviews in the morning. You get interviews at night, or after the practice, all that stuff." But it was it was different. It was unique. It was apparently very very short. So, I mean. Even before the end, like they went in the games almost immediately. It sounded like after like a week and a half, which apparently is incredibly short. Um, yeah, it was different. I am not a morning person, so I really, really hated being at work at eight in the morning. I I wasn't able to actually get to work at eight in the morning. See, that's I, I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this like, well. They're not now because everyone's at home, but they would normally listen to this like on their way to work or something, you know, driving at seven, eight in the morning. They're like, oh, shut up, Alex. We work late. Sports journalists work late. We're out until like midnight, 1 a.m., you know, depending on how long games go. It evens out, okay, so I can complain about getting up early. Um, yeah, that, that was different. Got some great stuff there. It's good to know these people in a more relaxed atmosphere. Um, it was cool to meet some of the younger kids also. Like, we had Nick Mears on the show back in December, mm-hmm. which is 
probably about two or three episodes ago since yeah. we, didn't, we didn't do a real good job about keeping updated, but it was a pretty uneventful. Yeah, I mean, when there's nothing to talk and, and about. We yeah. We're going to talk about what you've been up to oh. in a bit, too. But yeah. Great. Yeah. But it was cool to meet, you know, the Nick Mears, the Blake Cedarlands, you know, get to spend some real time with the Cabrian Hayes. You know, like this is, you know, people who could be the next wave. So that was fun. It was cool getting to meet. It, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of stress. It was a lot of, you know, 10, 12-hour days, you know, get everything done right. But, you know, I, I, I really liked it. I complained about it a lot. I wish it wasn't in Florida because Florida is a garbage state. But <laughs> I will I say this. I really wish I was there right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – that's I think that's one thing that I remember when I worked at the fan they talked about um that's where you really build your relationships with players as a journalist like you you in the you know you get to know the guys throughout the season but during the season it counts you know and and there's more pressure and you know guys might not be as willing to speak or when they do speak, they're a little bit more reserved, and they've got other stuff going on. Whereas spring training, it's it's a vacation where you're getting prepared for work. You know, it's it's the world's <laughs> largest work conference, really, and they're getting ready. And they said that's that's where you build your relationships with players. And I always kind of felt like I was at a disadvantage not getting to cover, you know, when I was covering the team and not getting to go to do that because not only am I not going on the road with these guys where you can build relationships and, you know, yeah. most of the people on opening day in the media, the players knew their names and it's because they've had multiple conversations with them in Bradenton and, you know, you get to be one of those guys now, which I, I couldn't have been happier for you and it, you definitely had a memorable first spring training, Alex, covering yeah. covering the team. Yeah, I did uh, on the site today. I had it was my day to do the, the live questions for everyone, and someone says, "So, what was the most memorable part of your spring training?" It's like, well, it was my first, so I'll never forget that. Mm. And then the world ended, and I probably will never forget that. <laughs> Were you down there when everything shut down, like yeah. sports wise? So yeah. take me through that day, because I'll take you through my day, because I'm sure we both had incredibly memorable days. You go first. Uh, I'm just going to go for the whole week in general, um, because I can't remember. The, I think it's the 9th, Monday, March 9th. That sounds about right. Um, that was the day. Actually, a couple of days before that, there were rumors that media was not going to be allowed in the clubhouse anymore. And you're right. It was Monday, March 9th, Monday, March 9th. Okay. Well, that's when the NBA shut down was Monday, March 9th. I thought the NBA shut down the 11th. It might've been the 10th. It was because the evening of the 10th. How I, how I remember it. Monday, okay. March 9th, the pirates were in Bradenton. Uh, I finished my stuff and I, all the other big reporters, we all finished our stuff and there was like, we all stuck around a bit because we all kind of figured, okay, there's going to be something that's going to come out. So we all stuck around so we could get the news together. And uh, it hit, we were no longer going to be allowed in the clubhouse. Well, that sucked. That made life difficult. So the 10th, uh, they are playing on the road in Lakeland, I believe, which is a pain in the butt drive to get to. 
That's the Tigers, right? Yeah, the Tigers, yeah. Great park. It, it, it was a nice park, but it wasn't worth the drive to get there. <laughs> it's a real bad drive. But you go through that whole ordeal, and, you know, after the game, you know, they brought out a player or two, and, and we talked to them. Wednesday was the off day, and my family came down. My mom, my dad, and my brother did. Because, you know, they, they had it planned all along. Like, that was his spring break. Mm-hmm. So there was just a nice pocket of time. I had an off day Wednesday. And, you know, Tuesday would be, you know, just whatever. I didn't have anything to write besides, you know, that one gamer. And it was like, okay, I'm going to have a little free time. Let's go to a beach. Let's have some fun. And I did not have much fun on that Wednesday because <laughs> I was glued to my phone watching the world slowly begin to shut down. Everything besides Major League Baseball. Uh, there was a game that next day on the 12th and you get to the stadium and they're like, we're going to bring out, you know, a couple veterans, Chris Archer, Josh Bell, Dyson, Colin, you know, they're going to talk about the situation. And whenever you talk to them, you have to phrase everything. Like if it shuts down, but it's like a hockey shut down, NBA shut down. How, how is baseball? Why is baseball playing right now? Quite frankly, they shouldn't have played that game on the 12th. Uh, yeah, it was wild to see everything slowly shut down in the sports world <laughs> around there. It's it's something that, of course, you wouldn't forget something like this in general, but especially being there front and center, it was weird. It was surreal. It was I, – I don't know what <laughs> – I don't know if there is even anything comparable to what we saw. And I don't, I mean, hopefully nothing like this happens again in our lifetimes or after, but it's, this is wild to see just everything come to a stop and we don't know whenever we're going to start again. Yeah. I, um, so you were right. I looked up the date, uh, the NBA shut down on the 11th. Everything everything followed the next day. Um, the reason I thought it was the 10th is that was when Stark County, Ohio, where I cover news here in Canton, um, had its first con- confirmed case of COVID-19. On that Monday, Ohio had its first case, and there were three cases in Cuyahoga County, which is Cleveland. And as a news and sports reporter, you're just kind of like, well, shit. Uh... It's real now. And the coronavirus is something I've been covering since I interviewed Dr. Amy Ockton with the Ohio Department of Health on January 24th about the coronavirus. It was when America got its second case. Uh, it was someone in Chicago. And I was like, this this could be a problem. And uh, I, I, I was kind of on it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I was kind of on it in... When it showed up in Ohio, I'm like, oh, like that's that's not far from Canton. And then the next day, there was the fourth case. So there were three in the first day. The second day, it was one person in Stark County in the hospital that my ex-girlfriend works at, which is right across the street from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, about 10 minutes down the road from where I work. I'm like, wow, like this, this is real. I had to cancel a dentist appointment. Uh, cause I, I had to stay in the office late that day and it was just absolute insanity. And then the next day, 
I go into work and there's more cases and everything. There's press conferences because we're still gathering like idiots at that point. And you get home from work. And again, like that whole week I was staying in the office like two, three, four hours past normally when I would go home, you know, and I get home and that's when you see, uh, I believe the Ivy League conference tournament was already canceled, but the NBA, I mean, I, I was watching basketball that night and I actually, I think I bet on the Utah Jazz that evening. So I was like, oh sweet, I'm going to watch the Jazz and then... Rudy Gobert just kind of ruined basketball for everyone. And they pulled him off the court. And, and I, I mean, and then Mark Cuban was talking. I was watching that. And then I just remember, like, Twitter blowing up and just thinking, like, you know, the NBA is always kind of, like, the first league to do stuff. And everyone kind of follows their lead when it comes to, you know, caring about people and whatnot. And I was like, well, the next dominoes are going to fall tomorrow. And I remember on Thursday, I was sitting in the newsroom and the governor has had a press conference every day since March 7th, I believe. Sunday was his first day in Ohio where he did not have a press conference. So I've worked every single day, at least three or four hours a day covering the press conference and, you know, afterward since then. And... I was like getting prepared for his press conference and in the middle of that I you know there the conference tournaments are still going on and I'm putting in my bets and I'm just thinking I'm like today might be the last day I get to gamble on basketball in a very long time and sure enough two of the games I had money on they didn't even play and the third one was the Big East and you know God love the Big East man they they just <laughs> If Florida was a basketball conference, I mean, they just ignored this <laughs> to no end. Like St. John's, and I forget who they're playing. Like DePaul, maybe, and like or Seton Hall. You're really or... gonna take DePaul? No, I Olympics? had St. John's. I had St. John's. Um, but I, I was like, I cannot believe they're playing this game right now. And then like one, but like I had ESPN on in my new in my newsroom, and like just watching all of that stuff get canceled. And, I mean, I was just, like, shocked. And then, like, I keep refreshing my email, and every time I refresh it, it's a new press release about a meeting that's canceled or, a, or a, you know, whatever is canceled. And then you update at 2 o'clock when the numbers come out, and you're like, holy cow, like, there's more cases. And it was like the, the opening scene of, like, a, you know, a disaster movie. And that's what everyone said, like, oh, we're living in a movie and it's it's cliche but it's so accurate it you're just sitting there like the world is i don't want to say the world's ending and we're gonna we're gonna get past this at least i don't know i'll just say it feels like the world it feel it it really did it really did and well it does still yeah yeah and um yeah i mean it was just nuts and you're just you're just thinking of you know, how long is this going to be? And, you know, at that time, you just think, like, I remember when they canceled March Madness, I was like, well, that's it. That's, like, the main thing. That's the pinnacle. You don't even consider, like, 
bars and restaurants being shut down. You don't consider people, hundreds of thousands of people per state getting laid off or, you know, furloughed. You don't even think about those things. Like, because again, this is such a foreign concept. It's so new. It's so different. Unlike anything that's ever happened before, you're just every day for about three weeks and for everyone is just a holy shit moment, really. And, you know, unfortunately or unfortunately, part of me was, you know, I thought it was fortunate that I got to be the one that kind of talked about it because it was a good learning experience for my career. Um, that and I'm confident in my abilities to, to tell it accurately. But another part of it's like, wow, like normally people just want to know what the weather is and what the traffic's like. But now... They need to know, like, am I going to have a job tomorrow? And, like, it, it was the first couple, and it still is like that. It still is very tense, but those first weeks, man, unlike anything in my life, and I'm sure it's the same way for you, just different, but being down there in Bradenton and, you know, three, four days earlier, you know, you're you're just worried about the Pirates' third base situation and how many home runs Colin Moran's going to hit. The answer is like 50, but, uh, and that all changes and like, like that. And it's, it's just absolutely crazy. So we just had a mound visit after my incredibly long winded story. And we've decided that we are no longer going to talk about COVID-19. We each told our stories. We're done. We're, we're, we're done. All right. We, we told our stories. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of talking about it. We're having to write about it with almost every sports story I write anymore. I just want to do some baseball talk. Okay, and that's fair. That's fair. But to to be fair, we are going to have to acknowledge that it's a thing because it kind of yeah. ties into everything else we're going to talk about. Um, we'll just say, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll ju- yeah. I was going to say we have a code name for it, but that's dumb. We'll just we'll just be adults and uh, not go too far down the depressing. Well, I'm glad we got to tell like you know what where we were when yeah. it went down though. Um, yeah. And I'm also going to say, just I'm not saying this as your friend. You did, you've done a fantastic job covering this, and I. Um, it was interesting because I get the updates from Noah of what's going on, and then the next day Pennsylvania would do what Ohio was doing. So Noah, Noah ended up being my cheat sheet for all. Dude, that's and I know, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but that's what's been crazy is like Ohio has been low key leading the charge. Yeah, and and. Like, you look at, I tweeted out a graphic today, which is on the 9th, and it shows, like, the difference in the curves in Ohio. I mean, Governor DeWine is the man. And Dr. Amy Ockton, like, I'm a proud Pennsylvanian, born and raised there, but Ohio has done an excellent job. If only they could, you know, translate that success they have in managing pandemics into like winning professional sports titles without lebron james anyway they won one over like 60 years that counts for something my comeback for them always is like yeah and that guy who was born here and lived here his whole life you successfully chased him away twice the greatest athlete arguably of all time you made him leave here twice has he really chased away the second time yeah he he and the owner oh he and the owner hated each other like, 
I mean, they, they had a championship team, and they got rid of their second-best player like two years later. Well, I thought he and LeBron didn't go. Yeah, but like you figure your way out to make it work. And I always thought Kevin Love was the second-best player. Mm. <laughs> J.R. Smith is the number one. J.R. Smith is the GOAT. Like a meme out of Yes, LeBron. dude. He is, he is... All right, we're getting off track. Anyway... So, Alex, you probably, I mean, you might have seen the only Pirates baseball played in 2020. Hopefully that's not the case. I would imagine it's not. They're probably going to play some baseball. Depends what day you talk to me. Some days I'm like, no, we're not having sports till 2025. And then, but like today, Governor DeWine's press conference was very positive. And so I'm like, oh, man, we're going to have sports like next week. What are you talking about? So, uh... <laughs> That's off the record when I'm not reporting. Um, but what did you? What did you have? All the baseball teams go to Ohio then, buddy. We've had great weather here. Better weather than better weather than Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, I'll do it. It's Shut up, Alex. Do it, yeah, you're gonna be like one of the only people who get to watch live baseball this year, and you're like, I'm not gonna like it. What did you like about the Pittsburgh Pirates of 2020 in spring training? What stuck out to you? The good, the bad, the ugly? I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is going to be met with some eye rolls, but they were having fun. It was a loose environment. They were, you know, I was there for the absolute worst at the end of it last year. And, of course, you know, time here was all wounds, so you figured everyone would come back in a better mood. But, no, I mean, it's almost, it's mostly the same group, but, it was different. It was looser. I mean, people were having fun. People were joking around. People who were grumpy throughout the majority of last year, you know, were the life of the party. It was weird. It was weird. As someone who has only really been able to cover, like, home games, you know, the last couple of years, and how many times they weren't, you know, in that good a mood after a home game. Um, it was a different environment. That was good. Actually, on the field... There are a couple people that impressed me. I mean, Blake Cedarlin went from a guy who, you know, I, I heard about a little bit last year, added to the 40-man, researched him a bit. It's like, okay, yeah, that could be someone. Then you see him live in person. It's like, this guy is Noah Syndergaard <laughs> no, with, with a cutter that's insane. I mean, getting better, but the sinker, oh, my goodness. I mean, I feel like I talk about him every time. Someone says, what, tell me what happened in spring training. Well, I saw Blake Cedarlin, uh and I met Blake Cedarlin. I'm never going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he became a meme a little bit on oh, Twitter. Yeah. That, that's really good. I think Chris Muller still has his Twitter avatarism. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the perfect guy to make a meme out of. He makes funny faces. He, he has the really bad dye job. Whenever you get to see him up close, you can see the roots everywhere. I mean, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, there were a couple other people. Derek Holland was someone who I didn't, you know, really expect that much coming in. But you know what? The off-speed stuff looks pretty good after mostly abandoning it last year. I, I kind of look at him, and I'm kind of getting classic Pirates Reclamation vibes out of him. Maybe not, you know, anything great. But, yeah, that's a serviceable starter to have in your rotation um Derek Collins like a very funny guy isn't he oh yeah oh yeah Derek um 
I mean, his Twitter handle is Dutch Oven. Mm-hmm. Which, Classic. Which is hilarious seeing the tweets like, congratulations, Dutch Oven, on getting engaged. <laughs> he just got engaged like a month ago or so. Good for him. So, yeah, that's, that's fun. It's, it, it, there are a lot of good things I took away from spring training. I'm not, you know, going to sing the praises, you know, this team's going to win 100 games or going to the playoffs or anything, but it's like this is a better team on the field and the clubhouse than last year. Than the end of last year. I would even say most of last year because even whenever things were going really, really well last year, and you were in the clubhouse still at that point, it, it never really felt like it came all together. They – the only Especially time they really to like 2018, whenever they rattled off 11 wins in a row, and even before they got Kella and Archer, how jumping that place was. Elman Chone, baby. Yeah, and compared to July last year, where yeah they were within two or three games of the division, it was not the same environment. It no, was never the same environment. No, they didn't. I mean, they. Uh, the only time they really felt like. A team was when they collectively fought the Cincinnati Reds. Which time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like semi-pro. You know, somebody hit somebody, um, <laughs> and then they become a team afterward. Except they weren't wearing eyeliner. Um, so, like, out of all, out of all the new guys who impressed, like the Dyson impressed you. Uh, you said I Derek Holland. Dyson, though. No. I think, I think, if you know how Dyson plays the game, you're getting what you're gonna get. You're gonna get really good defensive center. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a guy who can run the bases extremely well. Uh, will get on base enough. Like a 700 OPS. Ish, yeah. Yeah. With like a 320 OBP. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he is what he is. I mean, there's value in a player like that. I mean, it was interesting to see all the young kids. Dyson loves to talk. And another person who loves to talk at that clubhouse is Cole Tucker. So, of course, they <laughs> found out that they like talking to each other pretty fast. And a lot of people like, they gravitated to him, it, it, to Dyson. It was, that was good. I mean, Melky, everyone liked to say the veteran leadership aspect for it. I never really saw. Melky? Yeah, Melky no. being the leader. Yeah. That everyone claim that he was i never really saw it i never really heard it and you know what he never I talked think, i don't buy into i don't buy into is someone saying so and so is a leader i mean speaking of someone who i i started freelancing a bit in 2015 i got to see that clubhouse with aj burnett mm-hmm. that was a leader yeah i could i was there in 2016 2017 andrew mccutcheon that was a leader david freeze I would say it was a little bit of a leader. David Freeze. I mean, you can tell which players people gravitate to. Melky really wasn't one of those guys last year. Francisco mm-hmm. Liriano really wasn't one of those guys. No, definitely not. Liriano was definitely the not Liriano. Opposite. He did what he was here for. <laughs> but, but Dyson, I saw it. Derek Holland has been a part of the, of the pitching staff. He, you know, he, they're definitely a group. You see that now. You see stuff that I didn't see last year. If that's like, that's what they need. That's, I mean, that's what the Pirates need more above all else. And that's something that Ben Charrington 
I can't remember. Hang on. It's right here. Homegrown, a book by uh, Alex Spear of the Boston Globe about the Boston Red Sox. If you haven't read it yet, I mean, since we got nothing else to do. Uh, oh, buddy. I've been staying busy. We're going to yeah. get into that. If you if you want to read about it. Um, yeah. It's about Ben. The first half of the book is about Ben Charrington's time in Boston. And Red Sox win the World Series in 2013, and then they let a lot of veterans go. And then whenever things started to go sour in 2014, they snowballed. And the writer puts out like there were no leaders on that team. And I know it's kind of a sports writer cliche, but no, I I do believe that clubhouse leadership does mean something. I don't believe it means enough that you look at someone like Garrett Hosmer and you accept that he's going to be a replacement level player and you give him $120 million over however many years he has left on that deal for him to be nothing. But it, it does count for something. No, I mean, like, there's reasons guys like David Ross find jobs. Yeah. You know, or David Freeze. Like, why the Dodgers? I mean, he was a good player when the Dodgers picked him up, but, like, you want him for more than just what he can do on the back of his baseball card. Mm-hmm. Those guys find jobs. If a guy names if a guy's named David, you want him on your team. He's a leader. No, but um like but ever if you look like every World Series team, you can point to those older veteran guys who they weren't necessarily the best guy in the lineup. Sometimes they're not even regular starters, but they always seem to find a way on the field, and it's because their team believes in them, their manager believes in them, and when they're playing, everything just seems to gel. And it's it's a key part to a successful you know, club that needs to win consistently for five months out of the year. And you, you need to have those guys. And you're right, last year there was nobody. I mean, I think that they have a leader, his I name's Jamison Tyone, and he got hurt, and it's kind of hard to lead when, you know, you're hurt. Another guy in that same vein, I would say, would be like Corey Dickerson. Yes, and he I, was I hurt. Corey, you know, you know, the guy in the clubhouse, but he was definitely a good clubhouse guy, a guy that, you know, younger players would gravitate to. Unless and you're Austin Meadows. The year. Unless you're Austin Meadows. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Now I have a bad taste in my mouth. They didn't like each other, right? That like you've heard that too, right? Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, I mean, I we can say that, right? Neither of them are pirates anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna make this into a gossip, gossip podcast about who doesn't like who. Yeah, Colin so, Moran and Joe Musgrove hate each other. No. Um. So you said you were impressed. They're having fun. Um, I, you don't really strike me as a Bradenton flu type guy, but, uh, did that, what you saw, the limited amount change your expectations for this team? I think we both kind of said maybe 75 wins. Yeah. I, I was and in that does 70, that 75 range? And mm-hmm. I think if this was a normal season yeah. and we would have played 162, my official prediction would have been 70 to 75, but I would have added as a blurb, because I would have just made it an article, because of course I would have, you know, like predictions for the season, I would have put next to it, I would not be surprised if I'm wrong. I don't see this, and I don't mean that in, you know, this team will lose 100 games. This team is not losing 100 games. Okay. I mean, it's especially not going to lose in an 81-game season in 2020. 
Or what? hey, well they could lose a hundred seven inning games. I, I don't like the seven inning games. Where no, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get into, we'll that. Get into that. We're okay. about to get into that now. But finish your yeah. prediction. Yeah, I, I would have said probably just for round numbers' sake, seventy-two and ninety, with the caveat of something might click here. Maybe not, you know, win the division or anything, but eighty something wins wouldn't shock me. I think teams play different when. The, you know they can expand their diaphragm and breathe a little bit, and there was just a lot of a lot of uptight guys. And I left the team when things were going well, and yeah. I still felt like things were a little uptight. Like when I my last assignment was the All Star game, and they went into the All Star game kind of hot, like red hot. That was the best they yeah. were playing all year. Josh Bell was crushing the baseball. Um, you know, we were getting pitchers back. It, it it was looking good. And I remember asking Josh at the All-Star break, I said, like, you know, do you think people need to add, or like, the, does Neil need to make additions to this team? And he said, I think we got the squad to do it. Bum, 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 bum. But, yeah, I, I think that See, a new... I was going to go with the other direction with that, with, uh, like the always sunny splash card, the Pirates didn't have the team to do it. <laughs> Narrator, but but they didn't have the team to do it, and Josh yeah. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our Pirates talk. Uh, I, I I can't think. Um, before we get into our saving baseball plan, or not ours, but who uh, who. Is this is this uh, Manfred's plan? Well, it's stupid that... as hell. So yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, what are your thoughts on these replay games? Have you been watching any? I I rewatched the uh, Randy Johnson twenty strikeout game. Oh, okay. I am a huge Randy Johnson stan. Yeah. I mean him. Basically, if they could. Is that against the Braves? No, it was the Reds, I think. Oh, his no-hitter was against the was Braves. Against, his perfect game was against the Braves. Yeah. I remember I watched six innings of that, and my dad made me go to bed. I was, like, in third grade. Oh. I was like, Dad, I like I know what's happening. You need to go to bed. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this really sucks. And the next morning, I woke up, and he told me, he's like, yeah, he threw a perfect game. And I was, like, Thanks, I was like notably upset for, like, a couple days. I'm like, that would have been probably the first one I've ever seen in my life. But thank you. Thank you for that. I've never watched one live. No? You never, like, live tuned in? TV or like that. You never tuned in, like, when ESPN gives you the alert? Well, that doesn't count. That okay, doesn't count. you're right. Yeah. yeah. I I watched um Matt Cain throw his, and, like, that's regarded to as, like, one of the best pitching performances ever. Like, I think he did it in, like, less than 100 pitches or something. Damn, Matt Cain. Imagine if he would have stayed healthy. Him and Lincecum. Both. My goodness, if they would have stayed healthy. That would have been, you know... Better duo if they would have stayed healthy. Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor. Those two. Those two. Any other pitch... You could name literally any other two pitchers in baseball. Over Lincecum and Kane? Yes. Lincecum had two Cy Youngs. I know he did. I know he did. Mark Pryor, man. Him and... Kerry Wood, Zambrano. Zambrano. Whatever Carlos Zambrano is your number three starter. Greg Maddox was there four. Was he? 
I thought they had um. Oh, Maddox was probably still with the Braves. Yeah, he sure was. Okay, never mind. He pitched for the Cubs in like '88. But then he went back to the Cubs. Did he? Yeah. Oh well. Um, they had uh, what's his name, Hamill. Right? No, not Cole Hamill's. Uh, who's the guy? That was after I thought. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're off track three. again. It's been a while since we spoke, so we're just all over. That 03 Cubs team was probably one of the 03 Marlins and Cubs are two of my favorite NL teams of all time, and they played each other in the NLCS. That was the the Bartman series. Yeah, I mean, doesn't it suck that it's the Bartman series? Just one poor guy did what any other fan would do. Not me. Oh yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have gotten the way of Moises Alou. Have you been to Wrigley? I have. Did you go to the Bartman seat? No. I have. I I, I leaned over the railing and I, my I have, there's a picture of young Noah Hiles doing it. I was like, <laughs> I, I it was my graduation present. My dad and I went when I was a, after I graduated high school, and uh, I went to the Bartman seat. It's pretty cool. I went to uh, I did a college or after I graduated college. That was my thing. I went to a bunch of stands with my dad. Well, there you, you go. go to Wrigley or where? We went to Wrigley and the, we went to U.S. Cellular or whatever it's called now on the South Side. White Sox. Yeah, that place sucked. Um, worst stadium name in history. Yeah, and then that was a good game though. Uh, Adam Dunn walk off home run on the Fourth of July. Ah. Yeah. Was that the Was that the year Adam Dunn was the worst player in baseball? I it it might have been. Yeah, he was hitting like one seventy eight. <laughs> yeah, but he had like thirty home runs or something. Adam Dunn, beautiful soul. I wish he would have gotten to 500 homers just to watch all like the old school Hall of Fame writers. They're like only can't, a only single tear going yes. down their eye. Like I have to make him a Hall of Famer. I have to. <laughs> um, he wasn't that far away. He got like at least 450. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, he he hit the ball far. He just yeah. didn't do much else. Um, and then the next day it was Pirates Cubs. Um. Got an autograph from Michael McHenry that day. Not a big deal. Jay Bell threw me a ball when he was, I be, he was like the hitting coach, I want to say. No, something. Yeah, for a couple years. And um, I stole Leaf off of the Ivy Wall, which is like a felony in Illinois. Um, Good thing he got, you know, that on, on record. Yeah, it's at my dad's house. Go arrest him. And... Um, <laughs> And Liriano threw a complete game. Oh, man. Yeah, and, like, that's when the Cubs sucked. So they were, like, like it was the friendly confines. Like, the Cubs fans were so nice. It was great. I'd like to go back now that I'm over 21 and, like, experience, like, the the darty day party atmosphere of Wrigley. Like, go in the bleachers, go to sluggers, you know, have a couple beers. And uh, hitting the batting cages and then go to Wrigley Field. Um, But in order for that to happen, we need to have baseball. So let's talk about the Arizona plan, is what I'm calling it. Uh, Jeff Passan, Passan, however you want to say his name. How do you say it? Passan. Passan? Is that how it's said? Yeah. Okay. Jeff Passan reported it on Monday, which I respect. There's... Mondays, we need something. We need a kick in the ass on Monday. And that was, <laughs> even though, like, I was reading it, like, 
I, it, it was like reading a Pepe Silvia article, like, <laughs> like, this, really was. Like, like it was. I mean, it was well written. It was just kind of like, like it wasn't his idea. Like he, I couldn't imagine trying to report on that. It would just be. And there's this. And there's this. There's there are some stories like that. I mean, I I have become a firm believer of the of the bullet format. That's something I picked up. Oh yeah. I mean, it's at DK Sports. It's it's fantastic. I love it. But there are sometimes whenever it's like, no, don't even bother trying to write a story. Just put it all in bullets. Dude, I like for radio. All of our writing. I mean, my longest newscast that I do is two minutes. Unless if I do like the morning stuff when I have to fill in, and then in case it's four. But your stories are limited to like twenty five seconds, thirty seconds of like reading them out loud. So you have to condense, like, you know, if you get like a national newspaper article, and there's a lot of important information, you have to condense like two thousand words into like a hundred, and like every single word you say like counts, man. It's it's nuts, but. The plan was laid out. Basically, they want every major league team to send all of their players to to Arizona. They're going to self-quarantine for 14 days, as are the coaches, the training staffs, I would assume the broadcasters, and whatnot. And after 14 days of self-quarantining in a hotel, uh, they're going to start practice for two, three weeks. And then they're going to play games. And in the original outline, they said uh, they're going to use different spring training facilities and Chase Field, which, I mean, Chase Field has got to be, like, the best place to play. I, I Do any of the teams have indoor facilities aside from Chase? I, I have never been to an Arizona Fall League, so I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. So, like, everyone's going to be playing in 120-degree heat except for the Arizona Diamondbacks who get to play in their home field <laughs> with air conditioning. Permanent home field advantage. <laughs> like, like, permanent home field advantage. Starling Marte's like, thank God I got traded here. Um, and so you'll have that. Uh, and they're, they're, they're practicing social distancing, you know, even though they're changing all throughout the stadium, all throughout the stadium, part of the, no dugouts, part of the proposal. no dugouts, just sitting in the stands, like <laughs> six seats apart, six feet apart, or whatever. No mound visits, um, you know. But like, we'll get into the the problems with this, I guess, later. Uh, say the things without listing the problems. My thing is, okay, no dugouts. Fine. All right, where are they no, gonna? Fine. Well, You're no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. But like, is there a clubhouse? Because that's the same damn thing. Like that, you know. Like, are they just not gonna have a clubhouse? Okay, so are they gonna show up to the game in in their uniforms like it's little league? Okay, well, how are they getting there? You know, like, is is it a team transportation? I. I but one thing I will say is they said health officials are going to give them the okay. Which, I don't believe for one second. No. Uh, but, <laughs> if they're telling the truth, then if if health officials give them the okay, if, and I can't stress this enough, 
if health officials, if Dr. Fauci and, you know, whoever's the head of the Arizona State Department of Health and the governor of Arizona and all of these health officials say, you know what, we can do this, then I support whatever because I will take baseball if doctors and health department officials will say it's safe. That's all I need to hear. Do what you got to do. But my only thing is, don't change the game. I don't care about mound visits. This is 2020. We can figure something out. Hell, you can you can drive a little drone out there, and you can have a Skype, you can have a Zoom mound visit. That's fine. You can, you know, do whatever. Sit in the stands. Sure, I don't care. I don't care if it's not available. On, I, I would really like it to be available on TV, but if it's only available, you know, streaming on radio or if it's just broadcasted via a drone going over top of the field, whatever the case is, I'll take it. I really will if it's safe. Just don't mess with the game. I don't like the idea of seven-inning baseball games played by professional athletes. I think that's stupid. And, you know, Stephen Nesbitt of The Athletic brought up a great point. Like, you know, baseball, for the most part, you're not that close to people for 90% of the game. The only problem is you are when you're batting which is a very big, important part of the game. Yeah. And um, you're when you're on base, you know, you can't hold runners on base. So those are two things. It's like, how are we going to fix that? Do batters wear N95 masks? We're going to do ghost runners. Ooh, pitcher's poison? We're going to do ghost runners, everyone! Okay, I don't mind that. Who, like... <laughs> I don't know. Did you see... Also, did you see that uh, China, they're, like, playing baseball, even though they're not playing basketball? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in China. Well, no, China, this is, I got this notification from Bleacher Report the other day. China is playing baseball, and they're putting robot mannequins in the stands to be, like, fans, (laughs) to make it look like it's not an empty stadium. MLB the show right there. And literally, like, the Pirates should probably take note, just being honest. Like, Ooh. we could put them up in the 330 sections, you know, like those upper deck corners. Oof. 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 Okay. All right, Alex, so what's going wrong with this plan? I want to hear what are what what's not going to work and what's working. Go. What, what is working is Ghost Runners, and that's maybe not actually a thing, but I, that just crossed my mind. I, I want Ghost Runners. Okay. Um... You have to call Ghost Runner 2, or else it doesn't count. Uh, everything about this is bad. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. Everything about this is bad. It's it's going to be two weeks of quarantining to start off with. And then you're going to need, what, like three weeks of spring training on top of that? So that's... They say, oh, we could get baseball started in May. It's like, well, all you have to do is get the all clear from, you know, the players union, all the health officials from every city in Florida, not Florida, Arizona that you're going to be going to, and uh, organize this whole damn thing in two weeks. And then, yeah, maybe you can play baseball in May. It's not happening in May. Just stay the course. Do it the right way in June or July. Um, so much of this is just bad. I, I hate the seven-inning games. I hate the double-hitters, double-header Seven inning game. I, that's an NAIA special. That's not Major League Baseball. No, I mean they do that in minor leagues. I okay, they do it in minor leagues. Those games do not matter. Yeah, you're right. All right, 
it's it's NAIA. It is not Major League Baseball. I'll tell you what. I and this is just out of pure boredom. I started a season of MLB 13, the show on PS3, and I made the season. That's the version I have. Yeah, it's with Kutch on the cover. Uh, I think I have the one before that. Though. Okay, uh, but I made it seven innings for my seasons, and the entire approach of the game is different because it's just like. Like, I, I did a fantasy draft, and I'm like, I'm using my first 10 picks on pitchers. And, you know, if you have, like, I have, like, Verlander, uh, like, Andy Pettit, Josh Johnson, who was really good that year, oh, Roy Halladay, Roy Halladay, and, like, you have those guys, and it's like, I just throw both of them, like, three innings, and I throw, like, a one-hit shutout every game. And so... I only need like two good hitters to get or one run across. Like if I score two runs, I'm gonna win. And and if a team like I don't know, like the the Nationals or some or the Dodgers or someone with good pitching, you don't need a bullpen. Like the Dodgers would have infinite amount of World Series titles if baseball was played in seven innings. Or they would have just lost in the NLDS infinite amount of times. Oh, mean, mean, mean. Um, <laughs> Clayton Kershaw would have to have at least one ring. Oh, you mean like he would have if, you know, the Dodgers, not the Dodgers, the Astros and the Red Sox would have cheated in back-to-back years? That's tough. You hate to see that. Also, can I just bring up that I, Rob Manfred uh, had that press conference in February down in Florida so he could lie to all of our faces for, you know, an hour. Uh, And he said... You know, I'm going to release the Boston Red Sox findings within a week. And then during the ratification of the deal Major League Baseball and the Union had on, you know, what's going to happen this season in the event that there isn't a season, you know, how do you handle the abbreviated year? He said, I'll have Red Sox, you know, punishment done in a week. Do it! Where is it? Yeah. Is it? I mean, I, I feel that. I feel that. You know, I, I've got, you know, a story or two in my back pocket that I really don't want to write. But, you know, with shutdown, I'm probably going to have to write them up. But, all right. Well, I'm not going to say what they are because they're going to be like, oh, well, there's that story about blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. Alex didn't like it. And I'm not going to read it. But, yeah, it's stuff that just never gets done. This seems like something major that should have been done. Just get it out now. Just do it. We all know ban Alex Carr for however long it is. It's going to be a long, long time. Ugh. He's he's pulling the classic been, excuse like, been. Alex, there's some things are bigger than sports. Rob Manfred. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the quote. And I kind of respect that move. But to speak on Manfred, this is... His idea kind of tackles a whole concept of what's wrong with baseball right now. And it's not necessarily a Manfred problem. I think that you hear the phrase, these are people, not robots. And I mean, the, the people forget about the human element of Major League Baseball players. And I think that's kind of been a problem since sabermetrics and you know advanced analytics really took over the game where you forget that there's a human element to it. And there's just no accounting for a human element 
in any phase of this plan. Like, you forget that, like, these people have families and they don't want to leave them for four and a half months. You forget that, you know, some people have weaker immune systems. You have players in the major leagues who have had cancer before, and they'd probably be at bigger risks for to catch this than other people. You, you, you forget about all the, like, these are just things that, like, you just don't think about when you're dumb. And, you know... Manfred is just 2020. It's just been a tough year for him, for for baseball. And as much as I wish this could happen, like I, like irrational brain Noah blew up Alex's phone on Monday. Like I was convinced this was the answer. And I, I was working on something, so I really couldn't respond. I I was doing an interview with whom? Whenever you were doing that, who were you interviewing? I was interviewing uh, the guy who worked with uh, Nick Birdie last offseason. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, like, I, I I mapped it out. I was like, you could play 100 games, 25 games a month, 25 in June, 25 July, 25 August, 25 September. August 1st is the All-Star break. August 31st, trade deadline. You know, you shoot to have, you play all the games in Arizona, you play the playoffs at their home stadiums, you know, wherever they may be. And I mapped it out for, like, division play was going to be 40 of your 100 games. Or 48 of your 100 games. The rest of your league play would be 40 games. You'd have 12 uh, interleague play games. And, like, logistically, that probably would work. Like, rather than doing 162 seven-inning games. But, like, there's just so much. Like, coordinating a season, like, the way they planned it out would take months to put together. Just to run it. And, and work out contract details, roster details, all of those elements. Then, you, like you said, you bring in the travel plans. Granted, one thing that they do have going for them, if they're going to try to pull off this impressive, you know, impossible thing, all of, I, I believe all of the pro ball players are in America right now because spring training got canceled when, you know, everyone was there. So, and I yeah, think the travel... No? Because when did the travel ban get issued? I don't know when. I know Richard Rodriguez, though, is is in the Dominican, and Jose Osuna is in Venezuela. Well, never mind. So, we'll play without them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, like, it's logistically impossible, and then as someone who's covering this from the news, like, and that's something people don't get. And again, I know we weren't going to talk about coronavirus, but like, I think it's... We're doing a real bad job at that. Yeah, it's just important that people understand. Like, people think like one day, like, their governor or the president or whoever is going to walk up on stage and be like, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. We- <laughs> yeah. Or like, that it's over. And that's I not how that this means. is going to work. Like, they, they say this in Ohio a lot. It's, this is not going to be like flipping a light switch on. And like, everyone goes back to work. You know, bars open, restaurants open, sports start again. Like, this is, as long as it took to, like, get to where we are now, like, all the steps, slowly shutting things down, moving dates back, whatever, it's going to be just as long to get back to normal, if not longer. And it's going to take a while. And that doesn't necessarily mean sports aren't going to be back in a while. If if things go well and you don't, there's the, the science isn't out there on, how this travels in warm weather and if it 
if it doesn't spread as easily in warm weather, there's a good chance we could have baseball in July or June. Um, but fans probably aren't going to get to watch baseball in person this year. If I just had to guess. And, and like, people kind of need to accept that, you know? Ah, I had it lined up. I had the, we got a meme lined up and it hit me with an unskippable 30 second ad. Unreal. For a 34 second video. No, out of principle, I'm not going to do it. Good, good. Thanks a lot, YouTube. All right. I, I was waiting for, you know, I, I, I was watching Noah turn on that. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to hit it with the meme. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a great meme. That is a great. I missed that. All right, Alex. You have any? You have any other thoughts on baseball, Mission Arizona? Um, I really do not want to live in Arizona for a season. Quit being a freaking loser, dude. I'll go. <laughs> Tell Dejan I'll I'll go. Just be like, All right. I'll do. I'll be a freelancer. I don't know who's gonna cover. You know, I'll, news. I'll, I'll do. I'll do all the COVID nineteen stuff. Yeah, you know what? I'll trade you. You We're going to freaky Friday this. Yeah, you you think you think hard journalism is your ally. Oh, buddy. I mean, this is ugh. I wouldn't wish covering this upon Actually, I would wish it upon some people, but Oh, oh I I hate that expression. I would wish it on my worst enemies. Like, oh, you have not made good worst enemies. <laughs> yeah, you must be too nice. Um all right, Alex, we'll round out the show by talking about what we've done to pass the time without sports. Um, we haven't had sports in... Wait, we said it canceled on the 9th? The 10th? NBA? The 12th. 12, 12th for the NBA? 11th for the NBA, 12th for everyone else. So when this comes out on the 10th, well, it'll be one day away from one month without sports. Unreal. That's depressing. I mean, it's... And you know what the thing is? Like, with CDC guidelines... It also marks, bare minimum, one more month until we can even think about sports coming back. Correct. Correct. So, Alex, Mount Rushmore of activities that you've done and I have done, we'll go back and forth. Uh, I have four things listed. I'm sure. I'm winging mine. What? I'm winging my four. Uh, Yeah, Uh, as you always do. All right, so you can go first. What's one thing that you've done to pass the time? Uh, A lot of movies. Same. I uh, I'm starting the Star Trek series. Okay. I I only watched a couple episodes of the TV show. I I kind of debated whenever it became apparent I was gonna be here for a while. I was like, well, do I want to go through the whole series? Maybe. It's like, nah. I think I'm gonna just go through the movies. I'm four in so far. Um. After like a week and a half of watching it. it only hit me like a week and a half ago like maybe i should just knock out a series of movies since i'm gonna be here forever uh quick reviews one is boring as hell it's really bad in that um two wrath of Khan, of course is really good uh three search of spock i think is a, it's a little overhated uh four uh four H-O, really funny and five's next for me and i and everyone says it's the worst one and I, I am inclined to believe it because the fifth movie of any series is always the worst. Like Rocky Five is the worst. I'm not counting Empire for Star Wars 
Yeah, because it was the second. I was going to say, that's like the best that, that's one. That's really the second movie. The fifth one is Attack of the Clones. Which My favorite. Which no one is going to defend to the, the, his dying breath, but it is the worst Star Wars movie. It, no, actually, nine. Nine is the worst. Nine's the worst now. Wait. The last one? Of the third trilogy, you didn't you didn't like the. I, I hated that movie. It was bad. I thought the the I didn't it mind was, it. I didn't mind it. It was so bad. I ended up respecting Last Jedi a little bit. No, I hated La- Last Jedi is by I hated far my Last least. Last Jedi, one. whenever I watch it, but then I watch Nine. It's like, well, at least Last Jedi tried. No, I I didn't mind this this the final one. It wasn't my favorite, but I think I was so pissed off at Last Jedi, my my standards lowered. But yeah. nonetheless. I also watched movies over this time period. Um, I also the best thing you've watched so far? Parasite. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I, I, and I'm someone, um, I'm not a huge subtitles for movies guy. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like you miss visual cues and stuff. And also it's like, I can't look at my phone during the movie. That, that is the tough one. Yeah. I mean, I'm speaking as a movie guy, you know, I, I do check on my phone periodically. Yes. So. Um, it's but, best to watch them like actually in a theater whenever, which. Yeah, no, I can, I, I completely agree. I could go to a movie theater again. I agree. That's, that's one of my big, whenever we get out of here, assuming I don't have to go, you know, straight to work or Arizona or Florida or wherever. First day, whatever this quarantine's done, I'm going out to dinner and I am going out to a movie. I'm going with no one. I don't care. I, it's going to be Alex Day. I'm, uh... And then I'll go out the next day with friends, see all the other people I'm, that I missed. I'm, uh, going to a bar and I'm, I'm... Alex, I'm saying it, I'm going to kiss a woman. I don't care what she looks like. I'm just gonna kiss a woman, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know. Oh, you heartthrob. Yeah, but uh, Parasite probably the best movie I've watched. Um, Richard Jewell, another great movie. I don't know if you've seen it. I was gonna see it, but then I decided not to because I heard that the woman journalist they depict her for. Uh, having sex for information it's like yeah yeah i'm not gonna mess with that now no she sure they, they sure do depict her she she 100 percent does that with john ham which i mean how could you blame her right no but uh richard jewell great movie inception um classic it was good it didn't like everyone it didn't really get good until the end I'm, like i was like kind of no, struggling it doesn't get wild until yeah the end. i was just kind of like Let's get to the point. And then last one that I really, really enjoyed was Dallas Buyers Club. Have you seen it before? No. These are all ones that, like, I had, like, on my Netflix queue. I'm like, let's just start knocking these out. Like, I'm just going to yeah. watch ones that I haven't watched before. And Dallas Buyers Club, awesome film. Um, So, yeah, movies, both of us. My second thing that I've been doing is Guitar Hero. Um, I've enjoyed the updates. So, do you have... Yeah, you have an Instagram, don't you? I don't. Oh, you don't. So, uh... I really need to get one. For three days, for three straight days, I dressed up as a rock star named Roger Slay, and I put on live performances on my Instagram story, and, (laughs) uh, I got, like, 15 people (laughs) viewing me. 
And uh, after the third, the third day was a show for the ages. We went and bought Silly String and my roommate and his girlfriend. My roommate sat underneath, like I set my phone next to the TV so you'd see me like playing the guitar. He sat right underneath where my phone was and he would just shoot up Silly String and it looked like it was a fog machine. And then my his girlfriend would stand by the lights and when I'd have a solo, I'd just yell, lights! And she'd flicker on and off the lights. And it, it was like pyrotechnics. It was great. Um, so Guitar Hero was my second thing that I was doing. What's another thing that you did? I mean, in the same vein, I've, I've been playing a lot of Switch, especially. Animal Crossing came out at the perfect time. I mean, it, it plays into the millennial fantasy of, you know, owning a house and having friends and going outside. I mean, all, all stuff, you know... We millennials believe maybe one day could happen, but it, so for now, <laughs> yeah. we have this. Uh, I I checked for the first time uh, my playtimes. Oh, first time in a long time. My playtimes on how often I've played games. I have played Mario Maker 2 for over 150 hours. I don't think I've played 150 it's, it's hours. One of those, of... It's like, well, that was a literal week of my life. I don't think I've played 150 hours of any video game since I was in high school. I, I really don't. And, like, that's not, like, me, like, calling you a nerd. I mean, I'll do that in other settings. Um, but, like, I just, I'm not a big video games guy. Like, when I was little, yeah, like, Pokemon, Mario yeah. Brothers on Game Boy. Like, yeah, I, I logged a lot of hours in backyard hockey. I, I put a lot of hours in backyard hockey. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Not, not in my twenties, dude. I just, I can't stay entertained by video games that long. I just can't. You see, here's the cool thing. I about gave up being 20s, a rock star though. after three days. Here's the cool thing about your twenties. Like whenever you were a kid, the only console I had growing up for a long time was a Game Boy. Okay. And then a Game Boy Advance. So, and since you're a dumb kid, you know, you could, you know, maybe save up and buy a game every once in a while. But. You don't have a huge collection, so you have, you know, you, you replay games to death, which is why, you know, everybody our age, you know, played Pokemon 100,000 times, but... Which was kind of dumb in, in the grand scheme of things, because the plot I, I really did not I'm change. I'm playing a, uh, Crystal right now. I downloaded it on my 3DS. I'm doing a Nuzlocke run. Nice. So, having fun with that. I remember, like, finding out when I was a little kid, like, yo, there's more to this game after I beat the final gym leader. Like, you're just really getting started. Hey, that's the halfway point in Crystal. That's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, what was the other? I was ranting towards something. Oh, now you actually have money to buy games. Yes. That's the cool thing about buying in your in your adulthood. Like, I I looked up on the band. It's like, I bought an Xbox on a Black Friday. I barely touched it. It's a Blu-ray player for me. No, I'm going to dust it off. Let's see what they got. Have some fun with that. And games are dirt cheap if you download it. If you download them. So, like, you can buy games, five bucks, you know, Game of the Year editions, all that cool stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that that's fun. Now, now, now that you're older, I guess they're not as special. I mean, I'm probably never going to have an emotional connection with a game like I did with, you know, Pokemon Yellow or Roller Coaster Tycoon. 
I, like where I probably sunk, you know, months of my life into those games. Call of Duty World at War. The first one was Zombies. All right, so video games. Um, have you played any board games, Alex? No, I haven't. I would. I, I don't know. I'm debating on if I want to. I, I, you know, have friend game night every once in a while, mm-hmm. and they've gotten into live streaming the games. But the games they've live streamed, you know, or or zoomed. I guess not live stream that they've zoomed i have no interest in i like actual board games you know like risk great game stratego what was that stratego do you play stratego as a kid (laughs) i have stratego would anyone like to play stratego i like stratego i have not played stratego but that was a good adam west reference i don't care if nobody gets it yeah i get it uh yeah monopoly pandemic that's real fun but you can't do those Especially now, you can't play Monopoly Pandemic now. <laughs> well, no, they, they like playing like RPGs and stuff like that, and that's that's really not me. Mm. You can't play Dungeons and Dragons. I, I can't get into that. Me neither. My old roommate... I, I, I like structure so much. I, I guess it's weird, because, you know, a very pretentious moment right here. You know, writers, you, you just write all day long whenever you play a game like that. It's like, okay, this is scripted for me. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I don't have to. I can turn my brain off. Yeah. All right. Like um, I've been playing this one board game. It's like All Star Baseball. It's from 1988. My dad got it for me. Um, it's I don't even know how to describe it. I I I posted a video of it on my Twitter. You'll have to scroll back through uh, my media, but it's it's basically it has a whole bunch of discs. Of players from like the 80s, like Andre Dawson, Mark McGuire, you know, all those guys, Mike Schmidt. And you, around there, they have a picture of them. And then around in the circle, there's like numbers one through 14. And you put them in this little spinner and you spin whatever number the arrow lands on, it'll be like 10. And then you look above the number and inside the thing you're put, placing it in. On the outside of that is a letter, and so it'll be like 10L. And you look, and there's like a chart that basically says like 10L is a single. And you just play baseball that way. And it's cool, dude. It's fun. And I uh, was so bored a couple times, I actually broadcasted a couple innings by myself, just in my my living room. Um, And then I kept book. I have my score book with me. And I keep book for every game that I play. And I uh, normally will write a at least a 500-word game story on... on uh... <laughs> and, uh, I'm dead serious. Huh? Do I need to have a copy of the game, too? Um, I mean, all you really I mean, need if, to do... If we wanted to... I would zoom that game. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to play. Like, you just... Like, all you really... All that you need to do is spin something. So I guess, like... We could figure out a way, maybe like rolling dice could be an equivalent to spinning something. I don't know. Okay. And There's I could some random spinner online that we could agree on. I think we could work something out. We, could, we should live. We should periscope that. That should be fun. That could be fun. That could be that fun. Be. All right. And then last thing. So we talked about movies. 
We're talking about video games. We're talking about board games. Those are your three things you normally do. Exercise. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, not me. <laughs> I actually have I, been. I am getting the COVID-19 from this. Um, uh, I, like I, I, uh, I actually have been, um, running and stuff, but like, good for you. I, I, I looked at like weights and stuff to buy for my apartment and I was just like, I have no idea where I'd put those. Like maybe we fold up our dining room table and we just put the bench press there. I, I don't think I could be friends with someone who moves the dining room table, gets rid of it so they can put a bench press. Noah. Listen, man. One of these days we're gonna be allowed outside again, and I gotta be jacked when <laughs> when we're when we're allowed. Um, Noah's gonna go to the bar. He's gonna look like you know strong man. Just make out with some like sixty year old lady who probably just tastes like Marlboro Reds. There we go. Uh, Alex, Werther's original. Get it right. <laughs> um, random purchases. Have you made any? Uh, I've bought a, downloaded a couple games, uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, because I was kind of excited that it was finally 40 bucks. I was out of principle, not going to pay 60 for a, you know, port. Finally found for 40 Been playing through that. Uh, oh, I bought this shirt, which is actually right here. I can show Noah. It's not going to show up very well through radio, but it's a shirt that says, this is my, this is my quarantine shirt. Nice. I'm going to be wearing that all over uh, whenever I Zoom and live, live stream stuff now because that's half my job, it feels like. I'm look, I can't uh, go outside anymore. I'm looking at all of my random purchases. so I, I, I don't have my bank app on. I got a new phone right before I left for Bradenton, mm -hmm. and it still doesn't have a lot of like the apps that I had on the old phone. For no other reason than I'm just lazy. And nothing transferred over. Nothing transferred over. Mm. Apple, you lied to me. I, if people are still listening by now, I give them props. Because we're just literally talking about our personal lives. But that's fine. That's fine. I want all this. You know, like, normally I try to keep these under an hour. But, like, in this case, A, we haven't recorded in a while. And B, like, no one has anything to do. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I would be listening to this the entire time. All right. So. But we love here is my Amazon Prime purchase history. We've right. got uh, blue light blocking glasses because um, my eyes, like through a combination of stress and like extra staring at screens, my left eye just would not stop twitching. And I looked that up, like, it would just be, like, spasming nonstop, like, all day. And, like, it didn't hurt, but, like, it was just very unsettling. And I'm like, am I having a stroke? Like, if so, can, like, we just get this over with? Uh, uh, <laughs> but I just looked it up, and it's like, yeah, like, your, your eyes are just exhausted. And I was like, I get it. So I bought these glasses, and I actually really like them. It took, like, a day for them to adjust, but I actually like them now. I bought, um, so this was another day, I, on March 27th, I bought a shower liner and, uh, an 11 by 14 photo frame, except I accidentally clicked purchase twice, so two of each showed up, um, and I got charged for both, too, like, sometimes Amazon will send you two of the same thing, and on accident, like, no, 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 like, I, I paid for, 
<laughs> multiple shower liners and like like I'm just looking for anything I can do like around the house and like I don't own a home so you know I'm just like adding decorations it's like our shower liner was fine but like I was like ah we need a new one so there's that I bought some nice slippers and let me tell you buddy those things they are eyes odd they're very comfortable um I bought my friend a water bottle because the one day we went through a drive-thru and he was drinking, um, he was drinking a cup without a lid on it. And I was like, that's, that's a mess waiting to happen. And he got in a car accident the other day, totaled his car. He was okay, thankfully. So was everyone involved. But I was like, he's probably drinking that cup without water or without a lid. He probably, you know, water bottle has one of those. Probably would have been fine. Um, so yeah, those are some of my random purchases. I bought my roommate. I was so bored. I bought him his birthday present two months early. His birthday oh. is in June. He's a cross-country guy. So I bought him a Steve Prefontaine Sports Illustrated original copy from 1970. And he absolutely loved that. I gave it to him just like after we like got done working out. I was like, hey, here's... <laughs> Happy birthday. He's like, my birthday's in June. I'm like, I just need something to make me happy right now. And this will bring me joy. <laughs> and so, and I Aww. tried to get a dog. That's so wholesome, Noah. Yeah. And I tried to get a dog, and that didn't work. So. I, for one, am disappointed. Ah, you're telling me. Mason is thriving throughout all of this. Who? My cat, Mason. Oh, your cat. Who names a cat Mason? Why'd you name I him Mason? Uh, because my dad has a workshop in Allentown. He, he refurbishes pianos there. Mm. And that's where he came in. He was a neighborhood stray. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the first time I saw him, it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, you're climbing up my pants. Oh, you're up on my shoulders. Then you're rubbing my head. Okay, I guess I have a cat now. Hmm. Type deal. And my dad was working on a Mason and Hamlin piano, so he called him Mason. <laughs> Nice. Well, there. Nice well, wholesome. Alex. This is the most wholesome ending yes. to an episode we've had. Sure was. Um, any other plans you got going on? You got anything going on? Uh, tracking down good ideas for stories. You know, I. it feels good whenever you write a good story. Yeah. But I, I wrote one that I was really happy with uh, this week. The Nick Birdie one, if you haven't read it, uh, people who listen to this podcast who are still going now, uh, I, I would say go read it because I I really liked it, and it had been a while since I've written something that I really liked. Because, I mean, whatever you're working every day during the off-season or during spring training, I mean, you're going to run into a couple good stories. Mm -hmm. Just do, like, hey, that turned out really well. I'm happy with how that turned out, but this had been so much here's an interview with a player everyone go write the same story here's uh some minor news go write that up you know trying to beat out a feature it doesn't really work out it felt good to write that one i'm working on something else that i think whenever it all is said and done i'm gonna like just as much as that one so yeah. it feels good i need big projects like that right now yeah i um I don't know what I'm going to do like for my next entertainment 
I probably need to play more Guitar Hero. I've been watching QB1 on Netflix. I haven't heard of that. It's it's mediocre. Okay. It's about high school football. Did you watch Tiger King? I watched all of Tiger King. Did you watch Tiger King? <laughs> I did not watch Tiger King. And you know what? I would have bet money that you would have already watched all of Tiger King, and I feel pretty confident you would have bet money that I had not watched any of Tiger King. Yeah. I watched it pretty early. How are you doing without betting? Pretty without bored, gambling. man. Pretty bored. Actually, it's crazy that like I look at my bank account and I'm like, man, my pay, my paychecks, are like lasting a lot more, and like not even the fact that like I didn't necessarily like I I pretty much broke even on football season. Like I think I was up like one unit. I bet like fifteen bucks a game. So it's like I think I made like net fifteen dollars this football season like after it was all said and done which is pretty good normally like you have to get like 52 percent right to make a profit um but like most of them you know like even if i'm losing money like it stays in my accounts like my um what do i use DraftKings, uh or the rivers whatever one i'm using at the time like it just stays in there so it's like man you know, I'm just not taking money out all the time to bet on sports. So, but it's just boring, man. Like, uh, Barstool Big Cat does this thing on Twitter every day at 6:57. It's called the Cat Cave Derby. He bought a toy, uh, horse racing toy thing, like an electronic football, and there's just four horses. He races them in laps, and it's just one lap every day. I have an alarm set on my phone so I could tune in and watch it. And there's four horses. There's Spiral Ham. There's Kenny, uh, Carmela's Dream, and Frederico, and I'm Team Kenny. I've bought a shirt. It's in. It's on the way, and it's just like that's my sports. So yeah, not well, not well without gambling would be my answer. I miss sports. I do too. I miss stuff. And I missed you, buddy. I missed you too. Good to we see you. The episode there because we are we've just been diving into just us talking. <laughs> this is no this is the worst episode of the podcast no this is the best i don't know we had some pretty bad ones when the pirates kept losing and losing i pitched my idea of the lost bell instead of ringing the victory bell you have to ring the lost bell i forgot about that i still hate it <laughs> it preaches accountability all right be sure to follow us on twitter at alex j stump at noah underscore hiles 95 follow us on our podcast on twitter at River Blast Radio. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends via, you know, text. Don't tell them in person because you should be in your house. Wash your hands. You know, follow the social distancing guidelines. Check on, you know, your grandparents over a phone call. Tell the people who matter in your life that they matter. And, uh, you know, I don't know when we're going to get to watch them play, but right now the Pirates tied for first place. And... With that being said, we sign off saying, let's go Bucks.